Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Sunday, August 1st. Welcome to a new installment of the Williams and Bloom Sunday Night Podcast, formerly the Quarantine Podcast. Uh, we have a lot to get to. Bloom and I have not been together since the Big 12 Missile Crisis 3.0 began. Uh, that's tonight's show. If you're tired of realignment talk, I'm sorry. Uh, this is perhaps the biggest story in the history of Iowa State athletics. Uh, Bloom and I will. Hash out all the different angles tonight here on the Psych Bomb Fanatic Podcast Network. Before we get there, I want to thank our presenting sponsor, the Mechdyne Corporation. Big time. I uh, went up and had lunch with them up at Mechdyne, Mechdyne in Marshalltown last week. Phenomenal people. I didn't know this. Their AV service team has been providing audio-visual services since the beginning of Mechdyne's history. They're coming up, Bloom. On their 25th anniversary. Wow. I didn't realize that. You've got to have a party then. Yeah. Well, I think we do. <laughs> Clover told me at some point, like, he would put, like, on one of the, like, giant, giant TVs, like, simulators. We could go up and watch, like, Daytona or something. <laughs> now we're talking. I was like, yes, that's what we need. Uh, no, but that that's really cool. And it also paints perspective into when we talk to you about Mactine and trying to get people to... Uh, look at them for jobs and whatnot. This is a phenomenal company, everybody. It's located in Marshalltown, but they're all across the globe. Check them out today at MacDine.com. And with that, let's get into uh, Big 12 Missile Crisis talk here on your Sunday. We're going to play some English and uh, take a couple pulls of Cody Road because God bless it, we need it. Bloom, how was Branson? It was nice. Yeah. Played some golf. 
Did you oh, go to like golf down there in Bryanston? I had no idea really. Did you? Uh, oh yeah, the like whole Ozark area. Has it's a great. Ton of so golf we tried to yeah. get. So Tiger has the Tiger Woods course down there is newish. It's actually within a year. We tried to get on there. It's three hundred fifty dollars. Jeez, they were booked. Really? So for three hundred fifty dollars, yeah. they're completely on booked. There, I mean, we we they were oh. booked all week. Now we, if we would have gone a little bit earlier, we could have gone on. But we ended up at a nice, super nice course for a third of the price. It was good. Kids had a good time. Had a pool. Can't beat it. Long drive though with kids. Six yeah, hours. it's a long way to go. Yeah, it's that is a long way. But I'm back. I'm good. I'm happy to be back. It was weird. I'm down there Sunday. I'm like, man, I just really want to just get some stuff off my chest and do a podcast. But I had no like no internet or anything. So Understood. Here we are. Yeah, it's been a long uh, 10, 11 days. Yes, it has. What, whatever that might be. Uh, I actually yesterday just completely unplugged from it. I I couldn't do it anymore. But uh, nonetheless, we we definitely have a lot to talk about. Um, as far as like information goes. Um, th- this is going to get, I think, difficult for, for fans because I know it is for me. I think we're going to have a little bit of a stall in information here. Yep. I think it's been designed that way. Um, right now, really, I believe, this is just my hunch, the next thing to fall will be lawyers working with the exit of Texas and Oklahoma. And then, I because I don't think we're going to see a lot of action from the other eight until that date has been set one way or another. Like, I don't, I don't think anybody has anywhere to go right now because it's all happened so quickly. And I just, I think that that is the next shoe to drop. That makes sense. I mean, I think, so the shoes to drop, right. would be that the, the negotiation for Texas and Oklahoma, as far as the buyout is concerned, how long will they actually be playing in the big 12? Because flat out, it is going to be uncomfortable if it's four years. It just, I would have a hard time thinking that they'll be around for four years. So figuring out what that is. And then, you know, the eight, unless they get an invite somewhere, which won't happen. It just won't happen until there are other dominoes to fall first. Correct. Like the, the eight are not going to going to do anything unless, unless, I mean, the Pac-12 will have to make a move, but they're not going to make a move until the Big Ten makes a move. And so you're just locked in. You're locked in right now until somebody else acts on your behalf. And this happens so quickly that you're not you can't just turn around this quickly and all of a sudden rearrange your conference. I mean, it seemed quick, and this is a great point you've made all week. It seemed quick from Oklahoma and Texas, but it had been happening for nine months. They just weren't talking to anybody. And so, you know, you're ten days out now, and there's just no way to to move the dominoes that quickly. I think it'll still happen. I think it'll happen by the end of the year, potentially, but um, it's going to be kind of a painful couple of weeks when nothing's happening. Yeah, so just, you know, patience, everybody, as far as that goes. Um, you know, I, I I was thinking about this a lot today, and it's just I kind of feel like we, we all kind of feel like, and this is not an Iowa State conversation right here, just in general, like the future of the sport. Yeah. I do feel like the overwhelming majority of football fans don't like this. Agreed. And I, I do think that the Bullsby ESPN thing, from what I understand, is going to have some pretty far-reaching implications across the college football universe. I think we saw that after it. The Pac-12 commissioner comes out. The ACC's been pretty vocal. Yep. 
Um, Gene Smith had a couple comments yeah, about Gene the playoffs. Smith, yeah, absolutely. So I think that that's moving. You know, as far as let's look at the sport in general, and then we can kind of talk about Iowa State. Yeah. You know, I do think, to me, the theme of the next week will be how outspoken are influential people and how outspoken are fans against their disp- against all of this. Yep. That's a good point. And that, like, if anything can move the needle, in my opinion, that that will be it right now. That's a good point. I mean, because what you're doing now, if you take a look at the whole picture, everybody's individual decision to me makes sense. Okay, every, everybody's yeah. acting in their self-interest, which is that has happened since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. Like I logically, I understand why Texas and Oklahoma would want to go to the SEC. I get it. I understand why ESPN wants to have this monopoly of sorts of these power conferences and keep it all in the family. And by the way, have the playoff like this. This is great for them in the short term. I don't think long. I don't think they're thinking 15 years down the road, but then you put that all together and it doesn't make sense for the sport. The reason why professional sports work and you're basically turning this into a professional sport, though, without any checks and balances. There are none. Mm-hmm. With the NIL stuff, and now you create the super conference, you have no way to be competitive the rest of college football-wise. And for a regional sport, what makes college athletics great and college football in general great is you have the breadth of it all over the country. And you know, in the NFL, if you have a poor record, you get the first draft pick. There's none of that in college football. So you're basically you're just turning this into a collection of super teams that people are going to get sick and tired of watching every year. There's no question that's what, the way it's going to go. Mm-hmm. And you can say, well, that's the survival of the fittest. Well, people aren't going to want to watch that. They just aren't. And this is extremely short-sighted. And I'm glad, I think that letter from Bullsby at least put everybody, just pause a second and go, is this the best thing here? Um, and, you know, they there there's no way, because there's no commissioner, the NCAA is neutered at this point, but there's nobody to stand up and say, this isn't right. And you're right. That's what it's going to take is somebody influential, Chris. But I don't even know who that is at this point, because when everybody's still acting in their self-interest and they can't be stopped, this is what's going to happen. And you're going to end up just yeah. Listen, making, I don't. The sport's going to be far worse off for it. I want to make it clear. I don't think that. Um, I don't think anything can be done to keep Texas and Oklahoma. No. To, I, that's, that's not what that I'm, ship has sailed. Yes, I, I we're there. But what I'm saying is for future moves and whatnot, for the you know the thought of blocking out, like what are there, 115 uh, FBS teams? Yeah, 124. I mean, like in theory, like the way I see this, and we're not there yet, but I just I don't think Texas and Oklahoma make this move unless they know more of a bigger plan. I, I said that from the day this happened. Sure. So, like, I mean, I'm looking at you, Clemson. I'm looking at Ohio State. Like, I – I think that that is the ultimate goal here on behalf of ESPN. Now, you know, I I think the more I think about all of this, and this is where it gets into those quotes from Gene Smith, and we can read some of those. Yeah. Um, I I think the end game here, and you know how passionate I am about media, and I I've kind of been calling for this for years. I'm not reinventing the wheel here, but the streaming services. I don't think it's a coincidence that ESPN wanted to slam the gas here and get things moving. I think they know that by 2025, uh, yeah, 
that they're going to have a hell of a lot more competition in this space. And they're looking at all these properties and they're wanting to get this thing locked up now before a company like Amazon or Apple who could buy Disney tomorrow. Sure. You know, pretty quite easily. And, um, yeah, interesting. I, I, I think that they were there. They know we got to get this locked up now because if it goes the course, our we cable subscriptions are going to continue to drop. Yeah, we're not going to have the revenue. The and we're not going to be this. able to do it. We can't outbid an Amazon. So then we go to some of these comments from Gene Smith. Um, this was a Pete Thamel piece from Yahoo. Uh, basically, um, Pete went through and quoted Gene Smith from Ohio State and, and some other anonymous sources. And they're all, and this is what's fascinating to me about how this turned in a week. It went from, oh, ESPN such a great partner to college football to now these guys are saying, well, why would we not put the playoff up for bid? Yeah. Why are we just giving the power to ESPN and the SEC? And the one thing that Bullsby has done this week, I mean, it, the the Big 12, like whatever, it may not exist in two years. Sure. But the one thing Bullsby's done is he's called their bluff. And nobody's really done that before. Because they're afraid of him. Correct. Yep. And, and at this point, you have nothing to lose. Bullsby's the guy at the yeah. poker table. He's, he's lost nothing. his family. You know, yeah. he, he has nothing. He, he's got nothing to lose. Yeah. This this was, it was a, kind of a Hail Mary. I mean, it's not really Hail Mary. It's just a tactical move. One, to slow everything down. Because if, if, if you had a couple schools jump to that ridiculous AA American conference offer, then then you're done, like right mm-hmm. there. So, but but then big picture... It makes you stop and go. Well, what? Why? Where's the playoff fit into this? Because who constructed this new playoff? It was who were the people at the table? Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, Bob Bowlesby, and the Mountain the Big West 12, guy, and the Mountain West guy. And this whole time, while they're doing this, Sankey and ESPN are just completely blindsiding Bowlesby throughout this whole process. Like, what? What do they have here? You know, why are they going down this path? I think it makes sense just to take a pause and go, is you know, do we need a twelve team playoff where six five of the six teams are gonna be from the SEC? And, and they're then, getting the payout. Like I, I think I read something like the projection would be like ninety million dollars per team for conference. Yeah. I I mean if you're getting think about that, if the SEC's getting six of them, that's another I mean, basically, you know, six hundred million dollars. Right. That's right. going to the SEC's coffers every year. And then ESPN can promote them during the year, and it's like this vicious cycle of self-promotion, SEC, ESPN. They're all on the same team, and it'll just keep going and going. And eventually, the other conferences get left out. And so maybe this is not the playoffs, not the way to go down. Because if you're if it's basically just the SEC Invitational, that's not good for any of these other conferences. So I think it was smart to back off, but... Um, it just makes you wonder where to, what's the end game, and I, as for you know the streaming thing, I think that makes a lot of sense. It, it really does, and why the best thing, as painful as it is for the Big Twelve right now, is time. Like you gotta wait uh, because ESPN clearly not probably a negotiating partner now for the Big Twelve, unless it's out of uh, leverage so they don't get sued for more money. I mean, I think that's one well, avenue I, here. I actually think that that's very realistic. Yeah, I, I could see 
So for our premium subscribers, did you read Jay Jordan's what he wrote for our premium subscribers? I, I did. About, yep. And Jay's a lawyer. Yes. He's a bright cyclone football mind, former cyclone, but he's also a lawyer. Um, reading his stuff makes you feel inadequate. Yeah. Well, he his one of his theories is like, why would the Big 12 be doing this? Is that ESPN's all right. All right, you got us. Yep. We'll pay your $40 million a year or whatever yep. until the end of this contract, even if Texas and Oklahoma aren't there. Yep. So that's something they could be banking on. Um, and now, even a negotiating ploy, Texas-Oklahoma leave, you bring in four others. Mm-hmm. And, you, and ESPN, in kind of good faith, after this whole incident, says, all right, we'll pay you the same. Now, is that likely? I don't know. And is that something, does, does the Big 12 even want to partner with ESPN anymore? If they say, we'll still pay you the same amount for the next 10 years for your grant of rights, um, even though you don't have Texas and Oklahoma, because we don't want to be seen as the bad guy here for taking Texas and Oklahoma away. It's, which, it's possible. Which is kind of what happened, the first missile crisis did. with the Longhorn Network. Yes. Um, no, it was very selfish. Like it it, was At selfish. the end of the day, uh, ESPN it's, didn't want Fox getting right. Texas and Oklahoma. Right via that switch to the Pac-12. So you bring up Fox. So the point why time is on your side, if you can delay, delay, delay for the Big 12, is Fox isn't going to bid against itself here. Correct. And so if they're saying, well, ESPN's, you know, unless they feel bad about this situation, then they're out and they're SEC, ACC only. Fox right now is involved in the Big 12 a little bit, but mainly in the Big 10, a little bit in the Pac-12. They aren't just going to say, okay, you eight remaining and these four extras, whoever you bring in, um, here you go. Uh, we're throwing you a lifeline, and you're good now. No, I mean that just that's just not good business. So basically, the Big Twelve would then need a competing entity. NBC doesn't seem to be interested in college sports at all. Um, CBS potentially because they don't have that SEC game on three thirty anymore, two thirty. Maybe they could be in there, but more than likely not. So you're looking at those streaming companies: Amazon, Google. Probably your main two, um, Amazon, probably the most Apple, those three, and then hope. Maybe Netflix. Maybe Netflix, yeah. You just hope that they want to get into the space to, at the very least, drive up the price for somebody else. Because without that, without that, if it's just Fox or this ESPN, you know, feel bad money, in ESPN's perfect world, the eight in the Big 12 end up with the American Conference and they pay them a third. Yes. And then you're So then they're getting the same inventory for, for a third of the for, price. Exactly. So they have no, they really don't have a, you know, a reason to keep paying the same if there's no competition. And the Big 12, the best thing for the Big 12 is competition from these media and specifically the streaming partners. Uh, Amazon, we know, is going to get they're, into the game based off of game. some of the hiring that they've done. I mean, they have their acquisitions guys, the old ESPN one. Yep. That was a big story when that happened. And it's kind of fallen under the radar a little bit, but they are in the game with their own production crew. So they just bid $10 billion on the NFL Thursday night game. So they're going to have the NFL Thursday night game, which they are producing on their own. So the past couple of years. So it's, it's only on prime this year, only on, not this year, starting in 23. Okay. Uh, in the past, they would just simulcast the NFL networks yes. broadcast yes. with all of NFL networks. People well, starting in 2023, it is solely Amazon's whole operation. So talent, 
Maybe that tells crew. us a little bit about their timeline. Well, it may, so it makes you think if they're up to speed with their own stuff by 23, when this new thing kicks in, which would be 2024, 25, perhaps they want to get in the college sports realm. We know they have the infrastructure because Amazon has Prime, but they also have the streaming platform Twitch, which is video game streaming, which is super popular. Mm-hmm. And so they have this stuff in place. It's just a question. And they have the resources. I mean, they, they spent $10 billion on the NFL. ESPN every year gives the Big 12, what? What is it? $250 million? Something like that. Like yeah. it's pennies compared to the $10 billion they just did. This would be a side project for them. Yeah. But it's still a significant amount of money if they want to pursue it. And it, it, it could be an inventory for them to jump into the game. so But that's what the Big 12 needs. They need somebody like that and to at least drive up the price, even if it's half them and half Fox or something. All right, let's talk through Iowa State scenarios yeah. here in, in just a minute. I want to thank our friends at Gravitate Coworking. You can learn more at gravitatecoworking.com. Uh, these coworking things are um, taking off. They just recently got some pub in the Des Moines Register. Our friends at Gravitate Coworking did. Uh, you can go to gravitatecoworking.com and look at the different types of meeting spaces and memberships that they have. The one down on Locust Avenue I drove by the other day is absolutely beautiful. You can do anything. You can have like a dedicated desk to a private office. Heck, you can even have a uh, just like a mailbox if you need yeah. somewhere to go. Check them out at gravitatecoworking.com. Great supporters of what we do here at Cyclone Fanatic. Another awesome supporter is the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. I am going to be i'm going to be in nashville for a little bit this week but when i get back it is physical time for me uh we're, we're going to knock that out i do it every year right before the football season just so i can remember um get your flu shot all that good stuff coming up iowaclinic.com uh don't forget kids back to school checkups all that good stuff and more iowa clinic's been sponsoring us nearly since day one here in psych one fanatics we really appreciate their partnership as well uh and last but certainly not least okay so i've been giving you guys updates on my renovations here in the house it looks sharp man how do you like this office by the way big time it's looking big good isn't it big improvement um the bathrooms are completely done. I put out a tweet the other day uh, with a before and after of the master bathroom. I'll do a couple of the girls' bathroom coming up this week. We bought everything from Nebraska Furniture Martin Clive. We just walked right in there, met with a really smart guy named Brian. And because uh, all these people are commenting, they're like, oh, this is, did you design it? No. <laughs> No, do I look like? there's a professional there yeah. named Brian. No, but he and my wife did, and she kind of told him. It was a great experience. She told him what she was looking for, and this guy just kind of took it and, and ran with it. And you can tell him your price point, do all that stuff. They're so smart there. I mean, this is what they do, but they're very educated, and there's you know a great company like Nebraska Furniture Mart. They've got uh, any type of product you want. Uh, they can get it from all over the country. Uh, of course, with their great spots in Omaha, Kansas City, Dallas, and in beautiful Clive, Iowa. So check out the uh, those tweets that I put out. Um, we'll be doing more of that here in the future because I want you guys. It's not just we're not just buying TVs at Nebraska. When I was a kid, that's what I thought. I'm like, oh, you go to Nebraska TV? Furniture Mart. I'm going to get a TV. Screen. No, they've got everything there. NFM.com, another proud supporter of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. 
The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right. Um, Bloom, the, let's, let's focus on Iowa State here. Um, I, I guess like we'll start with the glass half full and then we'll get to more of the, you know, also what, what yeah. could potentially happen here. Uh, we want to be realistic about it. Um, you know, so a lot of people, I'm getting a lot of people like, what are you hearing? Well, nothing now. Like, it, right. by design, um, the we did see that the Big 12 had its athletic director's call on Friday. From what I've heard, it was a very cordial, non-panic conversation because they all realized they're better off with each other at this point in time. Yes. Um, I do believe that many of these schools will have more options at some point, including Iowa state. I still think that, but I don't know when that will be. Um, I I also think it's possible Brent that for two or three years, you're in a little bit of limbo and some sort of like different looking big 12. Um, Hopefully you're still making the same amount of money, but um, that that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm not, I mean, if you if you listen to a lot of the national stuff, like they're just gonna, they're not gonna give Iowa State a no, chance. No, they're gonna keep burying them. Yes, and that's that's fine. Um, but if you, I don't know, like to me, I mean, one really smart person I know keeps saying, "Listen, it, this is a reorganizing." At the end of the day, probably unless this super conference thing takes off, and if that's the case, there's gonna be a lot of other schools in trouble yep. too. Um, but you're you're gonna be looking at sixty to eighty teams playing in a league. Sure. And Iowa State will be one of them. Like, I I, I truly... Yeah, they'll still have a seat at the table. I truly believe that. I, I but right that. now, we don't know. It's so what uncertain. Yeah, no, how big is the seat? Yes. I mean, so, this is totally different from 10, 11 years ago from the original one because that was about cable subscriptions yes. and, and selling. It's not about that anymore. It's about brands. And so, when you look at that, so, what... Brands would help a conference. Clearly, SEC getting Texas and Oklahoma helps them. They're two of the bigger brand brands in college football. You could argue two of the top 15. So, of course, any of those conferences would grab Texas and Oklahoma, Texas specifically. So the Pac-12, or the Big Ten now, you have to ask them. They're not just going to add two teams just to add two teams. It has to be the right teams, or four, or whatever direction they go. And so you ask yourself... Who in the country, because this is now a countrywide sport, who in the country do we add to add value to our conference so that it helps our brand and then maybe we can maximize more TV dollars, not subscriptions. I'm not worried about if you're in the Dallas Metroplex. I'm worried about who will, who will watch your games. How many people will know that this game is happening and adds prestige to my conference? 
And your answer is probably, unfortunately not, Kansas and Iowa State. Okay? Like, it's that's not, that's not my first go-around if I'm the Big Ten. I am aiming for those massive teams out West. Mm-hmm. And if that's my counter move, I'm going to start there. If I even make a move. Like, there's nothing that says I have to make a move right now. Like, there is no mandate that these conferences have to get bigger just because the SEC did. And quite frankly, if it's the same situation, if it's the playoff, you're better off with, you know, if you're one of the, if you're Ohio State and Michigan, of staying smaller because then you may have a better chance to make the playoff. But anyway, you're aiming for the big schools out West, which is USC and UCLA most likely. Maybe Washington, Colorado as well. Oregon. Oregon, yeah. You mean you just... You're unfortunately for Iowa State, you know, people think, well, that's the natural. You've got Iowa right there. Let's just join the Big Ten and be done with it. It's not that simple. I mean, unfortunately, it's just not. And so you can't just jump there right now just because you're right next door. This is not a geographic thing. Not anymore. This, this is a brand yeah. branding situation for these conferences. And so I think the first move that is then made is the Big Ten targeting those schools out west and see if they can who they can pull it from there. And they may not be able to. Yeah. And then we'll I, see. I've said um, since it started, I thought Iowa State had a better opportunity to be in the some new look Pac-12 than yeah. than the Big Ten. But I do think, though, the longer this goes on, I, I would even make this argument. Everybody says basketball doesn't matter. But if we're talking subscriptions now sure, and no longer cable eyeball, like a, if you subscribe to Amazon Prime in the fall for football – it's the same amount that's, of dollars if you're point. going to do it for basketball. So I, I think that that could be a part of the conversation that evolves yeah. over time. Clearly, right now we're yeah, not we're, we're not, not talking about that. But again, um, like like listen, if if we're going to get to sixty four, like ha- however we get to six, is it two thirty twos? Yeah, is it four sixteen? I, I I don't know. My I still have faith that Iowa State lands at the table. Yes, I still have faith in that, but I don't know the timeline. And what I'm saying is. I mean, I, I actually think that gun to my head right now, just the way that this table is getting set, it's going to be, uh, I would put Texas and Oklahoma in the league for two more years. Okay. And, or maybe one more year. I, I think, too, you're going to have to negotiate so to get paid more. This fall, then maybe 22. Yeah. And okay. then it's Cincinnati and UCF or BYU or yeah. whoever. Yeah. And that's your Big 12 for a while. And you may maybe you lose West Virginia to the A's. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. Their contract's but, so screwed up. The ACC's is so screwed up. I did see tomorrow TCU, Baylor, and Tech are meeting with the Texas legislature. Um, Bob Bowlesby's going to be there. Um, it's I just a, don't know what they can do at this point. I, well, they've already... They've, they're in the SEC now. Yes. Um, regardless, yeah. um, I do think you're going to start hearing more stories like that. Yep. Um, I, I do think, too... I had one source to me put it this way this week is like, you know, we're, we're kind of losing everything we have when we go to Congress now and try and keep the tax exempt thing. True. Like, how do we keep looking them in the eye? I, when you, if, <laughs> and I you know, know what I mean? Like yeah, if the, and that's pl- a huge if, if the players, players are making millions of dollars. If, um, you know, you're completely just stabbing like friends in the back. Like, I mean, yeah, they, entire college campuses. Yeah. But like cities, city, <laughs> right? Like economies, what, you're bringing what, down local economies. Yeah, yeah, for absolutely, this. I. It makes a lot of sense that then that when that goes, whew, good luck. But you're when you when you go this route and you're making it a basically a professional sport. That's what the SEC is now 
kind of turned itself into, or that's the goal, I think, then yeah, I mean, that's this is what's going to happen, is you're going to have this pushback, and that's what's next. So, I mean, with your Iowa State, though, what's the best spot, okay? Because clearly the Big Ten is the best spot if you can get there. And then, you know, let's say the Big Ten poaches four from the Pac-12. Then it's, is it that re... Yeah, I, then you've the, got... The leftovers of each? Colorado, Arizona, Utah, Iowa State, you know... Oregon State... Maybe I don't even know about them. I think it, that would be a point where I think that, um, yeah, Stanford would be in that mix. But I think that that's where if I'm Washington State, Oregon State, I'm really worried. Right. Because they could drop out of the Power Five well, altogether, you're, you're too. way out there. And this is my point where I'm talking about, like, I'm not ready to just count Iowa State out on the 64 because if all these conferences start blowing up, it's not just going to be the Big 12 at that point. Yeah, then you need to just Iowa reset. State's getting in over Washington State. Yeah. You see what I'm yeah, saying? Totally. Like, and they, they honestly, they should be in over, like, Vandy, but Vandy's protected now. Correct. For now. If you're, it's the ACC ones, and it's the Pac-12 ones would, that could slip out. They could get in trouble. Like, I mean, yeah. it seems crazy, but, like, Duke football. Like, yeah. I mean, forest. like, 15,000 people go to their games. Totally. You it's, know what I mean? Like, it, and that's why this this whole thing will eventually have a reset, but just who's controlling the reset? And if it's ESPN and SEC, they're, they're going to want it whatever maximizes themselves, which is this really smaller league, in my opinion. Correct. And that's where I'm that's trying where to tell trouble. people it's not just Iowa yeah. State's problem. Because they're not going to – I will be in the same they, spot. Absolutely, they will, if it gets to that point. Um, and so this is why it's important. What is the next counter move? Does the Big Ten then try and keep it into a super conference, but – to themselves, and then what happens with everybody else? What what Iowa State needs, regardless, okay, throw TV money off the table. We know how important it is, but Iowa State needs to be in a conference whenever they redo this playoff that has an automatic berth to the playoff. So, worst case scenario, right? Um, at least as far as right now, the remaining eight in the Big Twelve add uh, BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, and Houston. Okay, not great, not a great league. But if those 12 still get an automatic berth to the playoff, you're relevant. You may be making half the money, but you're relevant in that you still have a seat and you're still competitive. And then there is still a chance you could make a playoff, which means you could potentially still win a national championship. But if you get into a situation where this expanded playoff now, instead of having, so as it's written right now, the playoff with 12 teams, the six highest rated conferences get an automatic berth. If they change that, and it's only the top four, and then your conference is left out, you become irrelevant really quickly. Or else you're going to have to have an historic year and somehow back your, backdoor yourself into the playoff. But they need to be in a conference, regardless of where they end up, that has an automatic berth into the whatever the playoff looks like. like. That's key number one. And then you figure out the money later. But you cannot be on the outside looking in from an automatic berth playoff situation. And that's where um, all these commissioners are upset right now yeah. because of the parameters of the playoff. Correct. Not, they're not mad about the 12-team expansion. They're upset about the way that the SEC set it up. Correct. And, I, and, and it's just it's hard to know uh, what that will even look like um, without understanding what the conferences look like. If there's four, six... Because how does, how does this work then, Chris? Let's say... The SEC's got 16 teams. I think that's what it would end up when Texas and Oklahoma go there. 
The Big Ten has 14. The Big 12 for a little bit could have eight. Um, Pac-12 has 12. Like, that's not equitable again. Like, you run into this super weird College football's never been equitable. I know, but it's just like, yeah. how does that work? Do you, If you have an eight-team league, can you go? Can you have a championship game? I mean, I don't need, or do you have to just quickly add four as, I bet as, they would just, as fast as you can? I bet they would just add Cincinnati and... Maybe just add two? I don't know. I mean, see what I mean? It's just like... You can't. You have to make a move, but you can't make a move until somebody I, else does. Okay, so here's my wish as an Iowa State fan: if if we get to the worst case scenario type stuff, yep, um, be in a super fun league. Yeah, like I, I listen. Yeah. I I understand the financial aspect of mm-hmm. all this. This is where I wanted to talk to you because you've been an Iowa State fan longer than I have. Like how Iowa State fans? Let's say that we're in this newer Big Twelve, right? New age Big Twelve that the um, that the angry eight, whatever they're calling them, <laughs> put together. Yep. And in my my theory here, you had four: um, Central Florida, Cincinnati, BYU, and um, Houston. Just for the hell of it. Yep. That's your four. That's a fun league. It's a fun league. Um, maybe even a service academy. They've been tossed around. I heard whatever. Yep. Memphis would be in the conversation. Yep. A- any of those. So that's your situation. Um, forget about all the playoff stuff, all that, just okay. for right now. Right. Would Iowa State fans still support it the way that they do right now? Huh. I think I think so to an extent. I'm not worried about basketball. Okay. Basketball, actually, I could make a case this would be good for basketball. Yeah, I'm not like in a I, really I, weird sense, but go ahead. Yeah, no. So bas- honestly, I, basketball, I think basketball is going to be okay. Okay, it's again limited limited amount of players. Still Hilton, still Hilton. Yeah. Look at the Big East right now. None of those schools, most of them don't have football programs. They're fine and actually been successful. The only way I worry about basketball is if there's a 64 team tournament that Iowa State can't be a part of because they're not in the Yes, yeah, if they break off basketball too. Yes. Which would be a I think that'd be a more of a stretch doing that than the 64 team Super Football League. Or whatever, because okay. because basketball is still governed more so on by the NCAA Correct. and the golden goose of the tournament. Now, I think what if I, the NCAA I, doesn't exist? Yeah, well then then maybe then you could have then that becomes a I didn't even think about that. That becomes a big issue. But no, good good point there. I think Iowa State fans would support it. It still wouldn't be the same. Um, there's something to be said because whether it's true or not, and it's unfair. You will be derided as not a power conference anymore. Uh, you know, you can you can say, "Oh, we're still a power five conference," but you're not because you'll be treated less so by the national media, which is unfortunate because we found out now in the last ten days the narrative of the national media it it, it degrades everybody else not named Texas or Oklahoma in the league, and that'll continue to be that. Um, but I think it'll be still supported as long as there's still a chance for Iowa State to be competitive and have a seat at a table somewhere to win something. If you relegate them to, you know, the tier two and some sort of, you know, you and I type now, then no, they won't be as supportive. I still think they'll be supportive as long as Iowa State is competitive. Can play at the highest yeah, level. To, it can, right. Can have still a chance at the highest level, whatever that means. Um, because at the end of the day, 
as a fan, you don't care necessarily that your athletic department is making X amount of dollars. That's you the stupidest have a good thing about realignment yeah, to me. I know. Is when fans are like, oh, yeah, well, we're about to cash in yeah, $60 million. It, it benefits you. Okay. It benefits like four people. So now you're going to overpay yeah. your strength coach. Like, <laughs> it bothers me. So now the team's going to eat steak yeah. one night. At wake, it's, wait, it's, like, there's no value for it's you. It's so stupid. It's the dumbest but fans thing. dunk on they, that they all do. the time. It's just, oh, look at how much revenue our conference made. <laughs> Cool. We were 0 and seven. <laughs> yeah. We were 0 and ten. But yeah, we got. But we're at the big boy I, table. I think it'll be a little bit of an ego check, but I do. There will it be the same? No, it'll still be supported at a high level, though. I, I've been thinking a lot about that. Obviously, with Cyclone Fanatic. Sure, it's terrifying. Um, and I, I was just like, I think people will still come to the site. But I don't know if they'll come to it as much. Like well, I, I don't know if they're going to be as ravenous throughout the week. So it, it's you know it's that and it's like and corporate sponsorships. I think would dry up a little bit. I I can see that. I could also see, but if you just degrade the entire college football experience by going to this NFL light, people just aren't going to be passionate about the sport. Correct. Like I don't even think it's necessarily. Oh, Iowa State's playing in no, a lower division. It's why am I watching? this Diet Coke version of the NFL. And, like, the way I would look at it, I'm an Iowa State fan, so, like, because I'm an Iowa State fan, I'll watch um, some Mountain West game because it's like, oh, well, we have UNLV in yep. two weeks and these teams play a lot. You know, I'm always making a tie. Yep. And the one thing, I've said this a few times now, I'm sorry if I'm being repetitive to the audience, but, like, I'm just not going to, so maybe some fans will, but I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm an Auburn fan now. No, no. And just pick up and start rooting for one of these super teams. Like, I just. That's what's so, so short-sighted about this entire thing. Is people don't care about. I honestly believe this. People do not care about the talent on the field in college football. They don't. They care about who's wearing their uniform. And the fact that it's Iowa State. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, it's not. I mean, yeah. why? why doesn't. Nobody watches the G League. The G League is better basketball than college basketball, pure talent-wise, but nobody cares. Yeah. And this is what we're going to lose sight is, as we, I think at the NI name, image, and likeness plays right into this too, is you're going to alienate, whether that's fair or not to the players. I'm not getting into a, a political thing here. No, I understand. But you're moving more and more people away from, you know, if this is just professional sports, then I'm just going to watch the NFL instead. I'm going to dedicate my time to that. Or... I'm going to watch the English Premier League on Saturdays because at least then, you know, those people, I mean, it seems more equitable system. As crazy as that is, in one of the most unequal sports in the world, professional soccer, that is actually probably going to be more equitable than college football because at least those teams could technically get relegated. You know, like it's, this is the dumbest thing to me because you're creating this super system where it's going to benefit literally 12 teams. Like 12 teams will be competitive in this thing. They can't get relegated. There are no draft picks. There's no way for anybody else to be competitive. You are going to create this just pyramid yeah. where it's the, it's the same 12 schools that do it over and over. And great for those schools. But the rest of the country is just going to, going to get to a point where they're like, this isn't important. This doesn't matter to me. I don't want to watch this. And at that point, you, you don't have college football. You're depressing. No, I just, it's just like... Can, can nobody else see this? Like, no. can, can we not understand the that, direction we're on, headed here? Brent, that's, my, that's what I am banking on. 
and it's so it's probably false hope, but that's what I'm banking on that the adults in the room will stand up. And I mean, we need the Kirk Herb Streets of the world, the Joel Klatz. I mean, which he, Klatz said something this yeah. weekend, which I was like, finally so somebody said Herb Street, Herb Street did too. too. That's true. And he got a lot of hell for it, considering he works for ESPN. I get it. Doing this. At least he tried. Um, But that's what we need. I mean, I I like to listen to Wetzel, Dan Wetzel. He's been killing this. I mean, we... Greg Sankey is destroying... Him and whoever is running ESPN right now are destroying the sport of college football. Again, for them, it makes sense. Yes. Like, they're not... In their mind, I don't care what's happening in names. And, the, and you know what? He's doing his job. But at some point, somebody has to step in. But there is nobody, there's no commissioner, there's no NCAA to say, stop it. This isn't good for us. You can't, there's, it's literally, when you give pe- pe- people power, through the history of time, people will continue to try and get more power. Yes. Like, you're just not going to Go stop. and study like the Romans. Yeah, you're just going yeah. to keep getting more power until every, you have all the power. Every and then, Roman emperor had like... Five people in his posse that were trying to kill him. And then he was trying to kill them so he could stay in power. And they wanted to be in power. And, like, you're right. And, and I mean, like, look, look, at, look at politics. Like, anything with power. Similar. Yeah. I mean, they may not literally be trying to kill each other, but they're trying to plant things on each It's It's disgusting. It's, it's And you can say, well, it's survival of the fittest. And you saw it now, both Oklahoma and Texas said, well, we didn't want to be left behind. Which I, okay. They logically, weren't ever they, gonna But be they left weren't behind. going to be left behind. That's the behind. stupidest it's, thing. And it's, um, it's just frustrating because... When you're one of the have-nots, through no fault of anybody's own, you are just, you'll be left out. I mean, you're just, you won't have a seat at the table, and um, there's no good answer. Until somebody just says, this is not right, stop it, and uh, we got to figure out another better solution here. And you see the NCAA is going to have, like, a constitutional convention in January to maybe look at some things, but I don't even know if... What, a constitutional convention? Yeah. Like, they're the rewriting the whole system in January. Why are they waiting until January? Well, that's a fair point. I don't know if that's the, <laughs> but I mean, maybe that's the, I don't, I don't know what you can do at this point, there, but we're headed down a bad path. In my mind, like it, the only like saving grace for the sport at this point is a lot of ruckus caused by fans and sponsors and people who matter. Yep. Like it's gotta be loud. It's got to be like very much um, English Premier League type stuff, right? Like, it's, it's yeah, you got to go. It's a super. It has a to super be a league revolt. model. Yep. And that, unfortunately, so unfortunately for the college football, that started that revolt started with their own fans. Yeah. So like Tennessee fans aren't doing that. No. You know, and Texas Alabama no, fans aren't. Texas and Oklahoma they fans think it's are great. dunking all over yeah. their brothers. Right. They think it's great because oh we're. Yeah, we've been cho- you're, they they got chosen in the kickball game in the first round. Correct. You know, so I don't care about anybody else now. But they're not seeing the big picture, and nobody, nobody unless they're forced to is, and it's just, I just think it's um, I just can't believe a bad we're way here. to go. Yeah, I, I really thought that I was wrong. I, I had a I had a wrong read on this. I did too. I, I was completely blindsided when that happened. I did get nervous when I had a source tell me in May that ESPN didn't want to talk about re-upping sure. early. Um, that made me nervous, but I was also like, well, they've got the NFL. They're dealing with They're This is a small potato here, but it turns out that that was, there was a reason behind that. Yeah. So if you go, go percentages now with me and with the audience, 2025, 24, whatever. 
um, what percentage of conference is Iowa State in? Or like, is it is, is it, this before the TV deals or after? I don't know. That's the key. Yeah. Do do the year two thousand twenty six. Okay, twenty twenty six. Where's Where's Iowa State? Give me percentage breakdown. Um, I would put Iowa State in two thousand twenty six in. I would go twenty five percent in a, in a, in some sort of a Big Ten. Okay. Twenty five percent, some sort of a Pac twelve ish. Okay. Um, I would probably go about thirty percent into some combination. Okay, of like a Big Ten, Pac twelve, super. If there's like a thirty two team, okay. seriously. Okay. And then I would put about twenty percent in a really watered down Big Twelve or American. Got it. I just, man, I don't know. I feel like. I'm probably a little too bullish there. I, my whole thing is I just, I keep thinking like that. I, the way I see it, everybody talks about four sixteen teams. I think it's going to be two thirty two. Okay. That's how I see this thing playing sure. out. And if that's the case, Iowa state's good. They're fine. Yeah. If that doesn't happen, like the way Iowa state gets screwed is if it's a sec super league. Yeah. And, and then 20, I was 20 of them. And I, so I'm, what are you, th- am I off no, there? No, I, I don't think, I just have a hard time seeing the mechanics. But I think we're going to be in a non-power five league here for a few years. Okay. I'll like, agree with that. I think for two, three years, it's a light and big 12, an American, something like that. I, I agree with that. But as long as the fans stay, you know, the teams compete, the enrollment's still up. Yep. I think Iowa State ends just fine, but I think it's but three years we're gonna it's gonna be a rocky road. Interesting. Okay. See what that, about you? I I agree with that. I think in the short term, you end up in this remaining eight with a couple of the add-ons from yes the American. I would agree. And you try and cash the one thing that the Big Twelve has over the American is autonomy. That's the key. Right. Yeah, that's no. why you got to keep it. So that's like, why, like, none like, none of these Big Twelve schools are just going to jump to the American. No, because of that. That's and, why, and you need that. You need to keep that big ticket, whatever that looks like. Um, and I also think that could be part of the play from Bullsby too. For sure, it's a negotiating ploy. Hey, you, you screwed us here. Let us keep our bid. You know, like whatever. Yep. And then we'll deal with it in 2025. Yep. Because everything is going to change in 2025. Well, and so that's my question is, you know, how crazy does it get? I just, I mean, two thirty-two team super conference seems like a wild thing to me. It really does. Like, I don't know how you even pull that Conferences off. Conferences are stupid. They are like, dumb. They're I dumb get now. It, like, it's, it is so stupid. How does how does the contracts work with that? You know, the ACC's contract with ESPN goes till 2036 or something. Their SEC one is... 2031 in some cases. So how does that configure into that? Um, but I don't know. I, I think I think short-term you end up in this Big 12 light for a couple of years, like you said, and then you hope that either the, the ratings on that's good and you can cash in with a bigger TV deal um, or... Streaming, that's the key. Yeah, with streaming or, you know, you combine forces with... Big Ten, Pac-12, something. Or it almost wouldn't be bad for Iowa State if the Big Ten went and poached 
no USC and stuff. I don't think it would be either. Because if you, all of a sudden you're with the Arizona schools, Colorado, right. Stanford, yeah, you know, still getting a lot of money from somebody, yes. and you've got the West Coast tie-ins with yes. the big tech stuff. I don't that, know. That's yeah. one thing that I was told this last week to not oh, to to think about is that all of these streaming companies, their grads are all Pac-12 people for sure. Yeah, I mean it's natural. And they're out. They're based all based, and they naturally there. resent like the <laughs> southeastern well, <laughs> part of the country. And so they're companies too, and so if they can stick it to ESPN Disney, I mean that's a reason for them to get in the game. Yes, and it's like it's turf wars again. Um, that I think honestly, that's I think that's more likely that they grab a couple from the Pac-12, the Big Ten does, and then those groups join forces, the Big Eight leftovers, and the um, Pac-12 leftovers, I think that may be the best road forward. Because I just, I do not see in the current climate the Big Ten just adding and for what it's Iowa worth, State. That Kansas. was what I meant in my percentages on the yep. mixture. Yep. I I think that's, now it's not best case for Iowa State, but I think I think you can definitely function, You're going to stay in the fun, game. You're going to function at a similar level than you are now. Yeah, and money wise, I don't know how it, it won't be a much of a drop off. I mean, if it is, it's five, ten million, yeah, I, but it's better than it's right. better than going from forty down to seven. And then again, once you if you can if you can hold out long enough with that group, and you get some of these other bidders in, you'll you'll jump right back up, revenue wise. But you're right; it's going to be rocky. And so the the concern is then, and it's an absolutely fair concern for everybody out there. I know what you're thinking, well, if we're, if we're down X amount of dollars for a couple of years. Although you still could potentially still be cashing the uh, Texas and Oklahoma checks, correct? Right? So that's where that. Comes that's from. what we're holding out yep. on right now. Um, you know, can you keep this current football staff in a? You know what I thought about I, I but Brent, I, I thought about this over the weekend. If Iowa State's in the American, um, I, I don't think anybody would blame Matt Campbell to leave. Knowing Matt, I actually think Matt might be like, "Oh yeah, okay, that's how it's going to be. We're going to mm-hmm. go," but like. Okay, Matt leaves and you hire Tom Manning. Sure. You know, like that. He could leave anyway. Yeah. Just even in the Big 12. And now it's like, it's super easy. You're not, and Manning would be, that's the level like you want to start at as a head coach anyways. Yeah. Just like Matt did in the MAC. I don't know. You're not losing sleep over that possibility. Well, I mean, I, I've come to the reality of like <laughs> what where we're, we're at. at anyway. So yeah. I was thinking about that yeah. this weekend, and yeah. I was like, okay, fine. Then Haycock or Manning would be totally fine in that scenario. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. like the, the the other thing too, if you're in that spot, and the finances haven't killed you, you're kind of the big dog in that conference. I mean, look at our facilities in Ames compared to yeah, it's the largest. It'd be the largest football stadium in the conference. So then, like all of a sudden, you're well, and so you're, here, you're in a different position than we're used to. Here's my uh, glass half full. We can end this on. Please, you. Yeah, been, I'm sorry. I'm. I know. I've been kind of. I just. I'm not a. I just. I don't no. like the outlook right now. I'm sorry. I'm just being real with the people. Um, and Iowa State's going to survive this for one. But th- let's say. Survive. Let's say this league, you know, is super fun. Um, and it starts gaining some traction, and Iowa State, you know, even this year. Gets in the playoff conversation, maybe makes a playoff. You create your own brand, you create your own branded league, and yeah. then people are like, I want to be part of that. Like, how did how did Texas and Oklahoma become brands to begin with? How did Auburn? How did Alabama? 
It's because they were successful and they got a following. Now, I'm not naive enough to think you're going to develop that in four years in this time frame. But if you make the super fun competitive league with some decent sized schools in there and you don't have these behemoths looking over you like Oklahoma and Texas, somebody else will emerge from that and become a more more branded program within the conference. Like, you're never going to be the same as you, if you had Texas and Oklahoma. However, you don't have to be the Mountain West either. Like, yeah. I think we have this opinion that all of a sudden, oh, you're the Mac or the Mountain West. Well, not no. you still got these really good, solid That's programs what I say. that have been if, over. If Iowa State's not in a power league, I want them to be in the most fun league possible. Yeah, and just drive up interest that way. They'll, people will still watch. I mean, this there's enough. These schools are large. Like they're going to watch these things, and the ratings will still be fine. Um, and then that would hopefully, if you can prove then to the whoever needs to know that people still care about whatever this league is, then that's what could get more media money, and you'll be just fine, even with the the, the Big Twelve Light version. So it's still possible. I mean, what made again? How did these brands become big to begin with? Somebody thought they should be, or they became that way because they were successful. Like there's nothing stop. How, why is Gonzaga a big basketball brand now? You know, Boise. like you just, yeah, you just, you, you create your own success and then people watch. It's, it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy that way. Somebody will emerge from this league and become uh, a power. And then maybe Chris, so even if you, if you don't stay, then maybe you come even more attractive to somebody else in that case. If you can consistently be a top 10 program, well then maybe you're more attractive to, the Big Ten when they go to these larger leagues or something like that. So there's still so much unknowns. I just am, I'm just not a happy camper with the state of the sport in general right now. And I think this is, that's where a lot of my negativity comes from, not just from where Iowa State spot on the, at the table is. No, I'm, I'm with you. And it's by far my favorite sport. And yeah, I, like, I mean, how much just think like after Iowa State games, do we look forward to coming and I, sitting in my basement and watching, you know, I mean, you and me will sit and watch a Mountain West yeah. game and like bet on it, and we love it. And like, like, I don't want that to go away. Absolutely, but I think uh, if it continues down this path, where it's just and everybody realizes, um, we need outspoken critics. Yeah, you of need this. somebody to step up. All right, uh, Bloom. Thank you for your time. The, it's really great to have you back. The sun will come out tomorrow. It's really good to have you <laughs> and your positive energy. <laughs> back here <laughs> on a Sunday night. Thanks to all of our new premium subscribers. Hey, uh, English's new EP came out. Really? Yeah. You can download it on uh, Apple Music and Spotify. Really? Yeah. I need to do this. Uh, What's it called? It's called, hold on. Just let it play out for the people. Um, it is called Mona Lucy EP. Mona Lucy. Came out yesterday. My man English. Have a great week, guys. Devouring delicious sins that were dead on the vine. From the lips to the hips, we're complicit in meeting the tail each time. 